0: You can find out more on my website, com backslash finding-home. Welcome, friend. Do you find yourself with an empty nest and a faded vision? Then you're in the right place. God still has a calling and mission for us in the second half of our lives. Because you know what? We're not done yet. So join me, Susan Macias, author, speaker, and empty nest mom, and let's explore how our family, our church and our world needs us. Hey friend, welcome to episode 30 where we're going to answer the question, is having a quiet time still important in this second half of our lives? When I started following the Lord back in the 80s, having a quiet time was a thing. I mean, you just, you had a quiet time. You could talk about it in hushed tones. and, And if you were really spiritual, you really loved Jesus, of course, you had a quiet time. And it was very, very stressed. And I don't hear that term tossed around as much anymore. It's a daily discipline of spending time with God and His Word It doesn't matter what we call it. We don't need to call it a quiet time anymore, but I believe it's just as important. I still call it my quiet time because it's a habit, and that's what I call it. But it isn't about a term, and it isn't about checking a box. And I think that in our second half of life, it matters more now than ever before You know, I went through decades of of having my own school, then being married, having crying babies, or work, or homeschooling, or myriads of reasons to not start my day with the Bible. And I can say emphatically that I'm so glad that on the whole, or at least for the majority, I did it anyway. It was never easy, and it never was something that just naturally fit in the day. But it's something that I got into the habit of doing. And I did it consistently. But let me qualify this. When I say consistent, that doesn't mean that there weren't seasons that I didn't do it very much. There weren't seasons that it was just sporadic. But consistent means that I kept returning to it over and over again. Like, I think I'm a consistently a healthy eater, which doesn't mean I eat healthy all the time. I mean, I live in San Antonio, and I need me some Tex-Mex, and that is not known for being healthy or non-fattening. And hamburger and fries, hello. And by the way, love Dr. Pepper. So I'm not a health food nut, but I consistently eat healthy enough to maintain a certain level of health i keep coming back to it and that's kind of how i see quiet times i mean if i am consistently coming back to the word consistently getting in it i'm going to see some big benefits okay let me give me give you a few disclaimers because you know i don't i don't want to miscommunicate here i'm not a perfect perfectionist at this thing i'm not an expert i'm not a theologian or a bible scholar I have come nowhere near arriving spiritually. In fact, the more time I spend in the Word, the more I am aware of how far my heart can be from God's. I think the more I get to know the Lord, the more I'm in awe that He could ever love me. But I also, the more time I spend in the Word, know that He does. Okay. So here's some other disclaimers about quiet times. I don't think Jesus is a genie in a bottle that will grant me wishes as long as I do my part. I don't think that God ever owes me anything. Just because I show up in the morning doesn't mean that therefore he's obligated to give some sort of return on investment. I don't endorse legalism. I'm not saying that you have to do this or you're sinning. I do believe that we can have, though, good habits. I think sometimes saying something is legalistic is our way to make an excuse of like, we're so spiritual, we don't have to do it because we're not going to be legalistic. Well, great, I don't want to be legalistic either, but I don't want to miss out on something great. I also don't want to miss out on something great because someone who has been you know, spoken out about about having quiet times or being in the word and then also is kind of a horrible person on the side just because they're not appropriating the word in their life doesn't mean it's not important to do so I don't want to get excuses those are all my disclaimers and if you hear all those disclaimers and you still want to hear about why I think that it's very important to have a quiet time in the second half of our life well keep listening I'm going to give you my reasons that I think that it's important, um, and honestly, we all know it's important. I mean, let's be honest; if everybody knows. If you're a Christian and you love Jesus, it's important to be in the Word of God, but it's difficult. And so hopefully we're going to have a series the next couple of podcasts on quiet times and hopefully it will help make it more achievable if it doesn't feel very achievable to you right now. So today, why does it matter? Because if we know why we're doing something, it's much easier to commit to doing it and to keep doing it and even to come back to it after we've had, you know, some, a little bit of a season where we weren't. So let's talk about why. I think having a quiet time is so important. And let me tell you some specific reasons. It's very quietness in the morning transports me away from the world. And we all know world is is going a little helter skelter right now. But if I can get away from that, the demands, the distractions, the worries, the concerns, even its temptations, its discouragements, and I begin my day focusing on Jesus steeping myself in his word. I get benefits that are mental and emotional that carry me throughout the day. I mean, that's just a really big personal benefit. Another thing is that I need the daily reminder that I am not in charge. I sort of have this weird, overdeveloped sense of responsibility. I don't know if it's from having a lot of children or it's my Enneagram number or whatever. But I it's there. It's just a thing. And it's a blessing and a curse because because I feel responsible, I tend to get things done. But it's also can be a curse because it weighs me down as I take on things, tasks and burdens and concerns that are not mine to carry. And my quiet time consistently reminds me that God is in charge. He is responsible. He doesn't actually need my help, which is like really great news. Proverbs 19.22 says, Many plans are in a man's heart, and the counsel of the Lord will stand. I need to know the Lord's counsel so I can confidently and just be reminded to get out of the driver's seat. Okay, another benefit is that I need a plan for my day. Builders have blueprints, explorers have maps. I mean, I have a GPS in my car. I need direction. Every great endeavor needs directions. And so I really try to wait to make my to-do list to make my, you know, this is what I wanna get done today until after spending time with the Lord. I want to hear from him. I want his wisdom and love to align my priorities. I'm a doer. It's I probably, you know, part of that overdeveloped sense of responsibility. And, you know, being a doer is also both a blessing and a curse. I can easily jump in the minute I see the need before I hear God's opinion about what I should be doing. And so my, my quiet time, it helps correct my vision, And I can see God's plan instead of mine. Isaiah 55, 8 says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Oh yeah, that's right. His ways aren't my ways. My ways aren't necessarily his ways. I need to get his ways for the day. Okay, here's another one. I need courage for my day. I am often greeted in the morning by this sort of unwelcome emotions, weariness, melancholy. I get up with more to do than I have time to do it. And I wish I just was one of those bound out of bed with joy and energy every morning. But that is just not me. I have to have my mind and my spirit renewed in the Lord and get filled up with His energy, His courage, His power. And I, I just don't do that on a natural with my brain. I've got to make that happen through the Word. I mean, this is more important than my morning coffee. Now, I will say this works better with my morning coffee than without it, but if I am in the Word, it gives me courage to tackle whatever God has for me this day. Joshua one nine says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So I can I can have my quiet time wherever I am. You know, wh- whatever I am doing, I can get up and be in the word every day. And having a consistent quiet time throughout my adult life has built more faith into me than any other other thing that I've done. Because God's work is miraculous. God's word is living and it's active. It's like when you're faced with your day and you're staring at 5,000 hungry people and all you have are five loaves and two fish. What are you going to do? We can't do any of that on our own. It's only through God's multiplying power through his word that he will multiply in us what is needed for the day. He will deepen in us the places that people need from us. He will expand our capabilities and our thoughts and everything that we need to fulfill his plan for our day. You know what? Because it's my Lord's words that are on the page, I long to read them. I love Jesus too much to not know what he says, to not want to know it all the time. One of my very favorite verses, I'll leave this with you today, Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. Your words were found and I ate them and your words became for me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I have been called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Jeremiah 15, 16. Mm, How could we do anything but partake of the joy and delight of our heart first thing in the morning? Okay, come back for the next episode and we'll talk more about quiet times. Thanks for joining me today. Check out my website, SusanKMessias.com, to find more encouragement and to be empowered toward taking your next step. Connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at Susan K. Messias. If you enjoyed the podcast, would you please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever platform you listen on. Subscribe and share it with a friend who needs some encouragement to pursue God's call. And what about you? What's Jesus calling you to do? Be brave. Take a baby step. Do the next thing. Because you're not done yet.